0: Hi, I'm Emma Mitchell. I'm mum to my little girl, Innes, who is 10 months old. Um, I'm also a professional footballer who plays for Scotland and Reading in the Barclays WSL.
1: You're listening to the Mother of All Solutions, stories from mums as they navigate their return to work. With me, Laura Broderick. Hi listeners, welcome to Mother of All Solutions. It's a rainy Friday where I am. Um but I'm gonna find out where my, my guest is and what she's up to. So super chuffed that Emma Mitchell, professional footballer, has agreed to to join me for the podcast today.
0: So hi Emma. Hi. How how are you? I'm good. I'm really good. Um a little bit tired this morning right now, but but in an off day from this like um busy week's training, so Back in tomorrow for game on Sunday. So, yeah, just Ennis is sleeping right now. So, Amazing. either doing the dishes or doing the podcast. So, oh, those just, uh- <laughs>
1: Oh, well, hopefully this is more fun <laughs> than for the dishes. And the dishes will always pile up, right? So you just have yeah. to leave them, yeah. <laughs> well, let's chat about you as a professional footballer and a mum for your 10-month-old daughter, Innes, who you've mentioned sleeping. Um, but before we get started into chatting, because obviously that's the purpose of the podcast, is talking around women and work and motherhood and maternity leave. So that's why I was really pleased that you agreed to come on. But before we get that, I thought it would be really nice to jump back a bit and talk about how you got into football. Like, I'm just really curious to know, like, as a young person, were you, like, always into football, always playing, or what was your story
0: into being a footballer? I mean, I think so. Like, when I speak back to my mum and stuff, they always say, like, I was interested in football. Like, as soon as you could walk, I was kicking a ball, like, that kind of stuff. So I think for me that, um, I never had, like, brothers or that. Like, even, like, my whole family, it's quite female dominated so i'm not really sure where the actual football interest came from like my dad's not really a big football fan and um, like my, probably more so from my uncle to be honest like we used to go around nice. to his house like we're, i'm a celtic fan he's a celtic fan so we used to like watch a lot of football there yeah. Um, but then i just started playing football at school with the boys and same yeah. at high school started playing football with the boys played for a local boys team basically up until an age that like in Scotland you're not allowed to play with the boys until I think it was I think I was able to play until I was maybe like 12 13
1: right okay
0: Um. then I had to move to a girls team which was based in Perth then that was a lot of traveling then moved to team in Glasgow started to go in Scotland at the time they just introduced like the National Academy which is basically they tried to do a sort of almost like scholarship sort of thing for, like, girls going to uni and playing football, mm. trying to make it as professional as you possibly could. So I joined there when I was 16. Um, and it kind of just really, like, all snowballed in for there, to be honest. then, wow. Yeah, then all of a sudden got a professional contract. It was at Arsenal. Now at Red. And- we- yeah. And how old are you once you got your first professional contract?
1: Because obviously that jump from playing at high school and then joining the girls' teams and stuff. like Yeah,
0: like... I I played for at Glasgow City for I'm not even really sure, I would be lying to tell you how many years I actually was because was just genuinely that into one it's crazy yeah, but
1: yeah
0: I then took like the leap and I went to Germany for six months as well they had like Amazing. a team out there yeah. had offered me a contract then I was only there for six months because then Arsenal came in and they offered me a contract and I joined them in 2013 so how many years ago would that be almost ten years ago so it must have been okay. around. 20 I've just turned 30 so that would be right yeah just 20 when that happened so yeah for the last like 10 years basically I've been playing professional professional. football
1: yeah because it's amazing because it's not a world I know Emma so there'll be questions that I ask that you know to you as you say all rolls into one because it's just what you're living and breathing but if it's not your kind of normal then it it does feel like okay so how do you go about doing that you know like um yeah so it's just interesting to know and in terms of like women's football um obviously there's a lot of kind of excitement this year with it but it only turned fully professional in 2018 for women is that right have I got that kind of
0: to be honest I'm really bad with like the the dates and stuff to be yeah. like, like say if that's right or not like I think I've always been quite lucky that we've been I've been in a professional setup obviously been at a massive club yeah. like for such a long time that we had
1: All I remember systems. when we first
0: joined. yeah it was probably a most even though we were getting paid so that this class is professional like we would mm. do, we would do stuff that was maybe not as professional as it is now so it's definitely developed yeah, yeah. a lot in such a short period of time but I think I think you could be right. I know like the FA yeah. and the WSL and stuff had agreed that everybody had to be, like there would be no longer like women having to work and coming and train. Do you know I mean yeah. everybody was to be like full time in regards to that? So
1: yeah, so the yeah, training I think that might the be systems, being, yeah, corner, Yeah, Which is as it yeah. should be, right? I don't know how you manage a professional athletic life and a work life. And then obviously now we're going to talk about motherhood as <laughs> well, right? So, I mean, that would yeah. be a lot... Um, so it's really exciting. I first saw you and I'm sure people who are listening to this episode might have also seen the BBC program um which came out um in the summer, The Future of Women's Football. Yeah. And I think that's where I first watched you and saw your daughter then. Um sorry listeners, she's very cute. You won't get to see her on the podcast obviously, but uh, <laughs> if you if you look up the BBC uh program you will see her. Um and you were talking to Alex Scott then who you'd played with at Arsenal, right? And yeah. um, you'd been teammates then and you were talking about how you had not wanted to put off motherhood, you'd wanted to be a mum and not wait until your career in football was different or slower or finished. Yeah. You know, you wanted to just crack on and be a mum, be a professional footballer. Super interesting. Um, so tell me a little bit about about that. Like you said, you're just turned 30 and your daughter's 10 months, so you were probably kind of, I suppose. Were you coming, were you like at what people would say is the peak of your career or like at what? what? I don't Sorry know. Like me.
0: I feel like probably for me and like my situation that probably like, I mean, I left Arsenal and the end of 2019. So sort of thing like, it's not like a case that I felt like I basically went like through like a really difficult period in my life. Like I really struggled like with my mental health and okay. and things like that. So like at the that point, It was almost like so I left the club and I went on going to like Spurs, which I got like so much abuse for obviously going to Arsenal with Spurs. But (laughs) at that point,
1: soon aren't they? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: they play tomorrow actually. But like (laughs) at that point for me it was just like trying to get the love of football back. Like I just wanted to Mm. start to feel better within myself, playing football, like obviously it's a massive part of my life, so it's a massive part of my own identity and and things like that. So I'd went there for a bit, the pandemic hit. so we stopped we stopped and and things like that happened. Um, me and I were meant to get married in 2000 2000, I was going to say 2001, 2021 (laughs) um, got cancelled because of Covid and that as well so we then with the national team we didn't qualify for the Euros it was obviously played in the summer so we almost like I guess lucky as such because we had like this opportunity like window opportunity sort of thing that it wouldn't really affect if I was to have a baby then come back because we never had the Euros this summer so it meant that I could take that time no pressure to get back playing and to be yeah. trying to compete at, like, a Euros and, and things. So we just were a bit like, let's just try
1: yeah. and see what
0: happens. Yeah. And we were just so fortunate that we fell pregnant, like, really, really quickly. Because I think I said, Good. like, let's try for four months.
1: Yeah. And if
0: it doesn't happen, it's not meant to be. We'll wait till we've had, we've got married this year, so we've just been married, like, a month ago.
1: Congratulations. Um, yeah.
0: Then we maybe would have tried now. But I just feel like that's in life. Like, mm. I speak to, like, a lot of the girls that have played football now and I'm like, you're going to have to sacrifice someone at some point, like, yeah, there's never ever a right do. moment, I don't mm-hmm. think, in life, really, because you're always busy doing something or you always find someone else to do. Like, if you want mm-hmm. to have a family, then a lot of the time that you do probably have to take the time to prioritize that yeah, as yeah. being like an important thing. So, for us, we were lucky with that window of opportunity, but at the same time, it was just something that we like felt was important and we yeah. wanted to have a family. So, yeah, football yeah. probably never really came too much into account when we made that decision because. Yeah having children that's for the rest of your life I've got such a short career when it comes to the game that yeah I always knew that I could come back so I just thought you know what let's just go for it and and here we are
1: amazing but like within that obviously that's really good that you felt very clear about what you did and obviously your life plans had changed a bit as you say your health dipped and then pandemic and then you had to delay getting married and so different things were going on um but you still want to be supported in the process of becoming a mum in whatever career you're in so right as a professional athlete it's no different right you you still want that you took and correct me if I'm wrong on anything Emma okay because my memory is a bit fuzzy you took your eight months maternity you said that Reading were really supportive of you and, you know, you couldn't have been rushing back into training and playing regardless of, you know, what state the world was in. But physically
0: from recovering from birth and becoming a mum,
1: you just weren't ready physically. To be honest, like when
0: we felt pregnant, my contract that I had at the time, there definitely wasn't any maternity policy in it, which is no someone, I mean, it's probably looking back at someone that I probably paid a wee bit, a little more attention to. I was until I felt pregnant, I was like, right, I should probably start looking into like what we have. And at that point, we had nothing in the contract. So it's only, I think it was only really in the new year that they came out and I'd said that I'm sure that within the WSL, you get 14 weeks full yeah. pay. Yeah. Um, then you obviously go into like your normal. Statutory. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And just, I think that's my understanding as well. And f- from my understanding now, for those teams that are in the WSL, so the Women's Super League and the Championship, They do have to adhere to that new policy, which was yeah came through the FA and the BFA, which is kind of like the union, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, and for the licensing agreements for the for the teams. So there's now the 14 weeks reverting to statutory, yeah, um, for the next period, and there's no qualifying period, which I think is great. It's not like you have to have been at the club for like you know. no exactly I think that's what's
0: really important about it because I think because there is someone now in black and white that at least there is someone moving forward that if girls did think about or or, what like they did become pregnant that there was someone that they could actually have in black and white to basically say that there was actually support which is massive for me personally I don't think it's enough because going through that going through being having a baby for example and especially like when it comes to our jobs, in terms of the contracts first, but everybody's only, or unless you're at high end club, you're got, you're getting four year contracts. Every other contract, every yeah. other contra- club, you're maybe only getting a two year contract. Okay. So there is that pressure to always be looking for your next contract all yeah, the time. Yeah. So like, if you have a baby after like, and after fourteen weeks, we're not on high. The majority of us are not making that much money for us to then be able to say we're not going to go back to work. But how could you go back to work when your job is so physical after 14 weeks? Yeah. I like, mean, it doesn't, like it's like it's literally, I understand that. And it's what they've put in is so much better because it was nothing before.
1: Yeah. It gives a consistency and a benchmark. And, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Mm. But I'm like, I could not physically went back to work mm. after 14 weeks. And I was so, so lucky. Like a genuine was Redden paid me full wage for the minute I told them that I was pregnant to the minute Amazing. I went back. Yeah. Um, and that was probably because there was nothing in the contract to say this is what they should have done. <laughs> yeah, so I feel yeah. like for them, they thought we didn't know what to do to support our wife, so let's just pay our full wage because there's nobody saying that this is what you should have done. So let's just yeah. do that, which I'm really grateful for. Obviously, it was brilliant.
1: Yeah, but like,
0: of course. I I would looking back, I probably would have had to go back to work after the 14 weeks because we couldn't afford for me to just be living off. Yeah. I mean, what but, I don't even know what the like the statutory maternity pay is and well, it's right now. Well I had
1: to check because it's been a while since I've been on maternity leave. So like a typical kind of employee based maternity pay and um, where you're you know in a workforce rather than freelance or anything like that so um it can last for 39 weeks which is like the 9 months and for the first 6 weeks it's 90% of your average weekly earnings and then after those 6 weeks it reverts to the minimum statutory which is 156 pounds 66 pence um per week or 90% of that depending on what's lowest um so 90% of your typical salary so you know once you're on the statutory it's it's pretty low i mean this country isn't known for great maternity pay yeah um so I think obviously as you're saying you know being able to be comfortable in that first three months after giving birth is great because they almost call that like the fourth trimester don't they Mm -hmm. you know that first three months of baby's life but you're in a physically demanding job I mean like typically how often would you train I know you're on an off day today but
0: like if you're I mean we're on five days of the week so like that would be Obviously, it spread over the week, so we're in right now Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday mm. play the game on the Sunday. So, for us, like, it is, like, yeah. it is a full time job, like, yeah. And I think, on top of that, as well, just like physically, like, if even yesterday, for example, and I was in work and I was so tired, like, literally, and this has been up yeah. the last couple of nights, coughing, so like, then I'm going to, oh, bless and him. I was saying mm. to the physio, I was saying, if I was mm. just doing like a 95 job where I was to sit at a desk and, yeah maybe no physically as demanding as what my job would be then it would probably yeah. be okay to go back yeah. after maybe like 14 weeks because there's no need like yeah you, you're my body is my job at the end of the day mm. yeah um, and yeah. maybe that would have been fine but yesterday i really i was really really struggling to then be like i've had really little sleep i've got yeah. to go into the pitch i've got to try and perform blah 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 so i can't even imagine really after 14 weeks how you're physically meant to go back and do yeah. I mean I think that's another thing they've never really said exactly what you're actually physically meant to go back and do so like oh,
1: when it comes to again? the 14
0: be- weeks so mm. like are they saying that like, you've got to be back at your work or do you just have to be in on like a Tuesday mm. yeah do
1: you
0: know like, what I mean so I think there's a bit a gra- yeah there's mm. a bit of gray area when it comes down that I think yeah. like well what does that actually return to you like if you yeah. had to go back to your work after the 14 weeks because I don't know, I think the majority of people would be to like a 40 level for 150 pounds a week because that's just yeah. crazy especially like with the cost of living cost crisis of living. and stuff we're going through exactly.
1: and obviously yeah.
0: childcare and that as well but the cost of that is just ridiculous. Exactly. Um, no,
1: it's you of, really it's, really
0: wonder like how they've managed to come up with 14 weeks because
1: yeah
0: I just don't I would not have been able to I mean, do
1: that. It very much feels like that kind of initial you know fourth trimester sort of you know the yeah. initial stress and strain of a newborn is kind of covered yeah. but as you say like what's the what's tra- but it, it takes people like you I think Emma to like you know be going through it so people can see you know what is it like for you know a, a woman who's had a birth you know is now feeding whatever else with a baby just being physically available to a baby like what then is the impact for you kind of coming back so it's amazing you were really supported um, by Reading and hopefully they'll you know, other teams will, you know, adhere to what is now written down through the FA, PFA, yeah. but we'll also look to see well, what is best practice rather than just what do I have to do. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, so that's that's really exciting. And like, interestingly, on your point about saying you were tired the other night, um, I don't know if you've heard there's a, and I might have got her surname wrong, but she's a cyclist, Lizzie D- Dagan Dagenan, um, and I heard her talk. She's a mum to two girls, and her coach is actually her husband. All right, okay okay, um, and she was saying that um in terms of like her physical return to work after babies because he's her coach, yeah, he knows if she's had a rough night's sleep, right He knows if she's been up with an ill child or breastfeeding lots in the night or whatever it is and so he can adapt and change the routine the next day and things. yeah, quite an interesting setup, I thought. and um, so probably just sort of seeing how athletes and their bodies around motherhood and their patterns of training work is I mean I think it's interesting I don't know anything about it I'm not in the world of sport or physio or anything but I think people sharing and talking about it is really important to see what happens
0: next right yeah, yeah I think when it comes to situations like that that's obviously in the ideal world but it was yeah. interesting because I had a conversation with it when I was speaking at the physio yesterday she was about like maybe we should have like some sort of like protocol put in place if you've had like a really bad night or a bad couple of days and I say, but like yeah. you never plan that do you know what I mean yeah, yeah, you yeah, never yeah. know when your kid's going to no sleep the whole night or they're going to sleep right the way through so like
1: yeah
0: like which was great at least last night she slept tonight night all night so like I've had a good night's sleep leading into like an off day but it would have yeah. been better if I had a good night's sleep tra- like to go into a training day yeah, so yeah yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's just the the unknown right that comes 100%. with motherhood oh yeah. my god yeah
1: but it sounds like you're in a good supportive setup so that's amazing and hopefully Indeed. as as this is more out in the open and people are like learning and sharing and talking to people like you will will help so you've got your reading hat and you're actually the captain, right? Is that is that correct? You're... Yeah, the yeah. me to be the captain this year. Amazing. You know, it's, it's so well-deserved and so good. And I'm sure the team sort of love and support you in that. So that's amazing. And then you also have your Scotland national hat on. Um, and again, whilst I was like, well, I'd seen the BBC programme before, you kind of agreed to come on. But I also then caught up, there was a little video that the Scotland national team put out with you on yeah. tour. Or not qualifying, right? Was it the yeah. qualifying camp with Innis with you? So again, I'll put the links for people to watch it because it's really, really good. But tell us a little bit about that, like kind of working away from your home. So you're in a
0: hotel with Innis. So, like how did that work? Yeah, so the coach had phoned me and I just had says to me, like, what kind of condition are you in? Physically I was like, I'm back in pre season, medically I've been past, but everybody that in terms of when it came back, like i had a bit i had a prolapse after birth i had
1: oh, four set yeah.
0: delivery so when yeah. it came back to running and everything it was quite difficult that i had a, a, bit. a bit of leakage and
1: hmm.
0: i had to go and see a pelvic health floor specialist and done all the stuff that i had to do to get myself back physically yeah, being able yeah. to play so once i was able to tickle the boxes physically i wasn't like it's up to the coach whoever he wants to pick me and he was just like yep weren't you there um and i was like well and a sister come with me, like I can't really, yeah. especially when I'm still breastfeeding and that as well. Obviously, yeah. my husband, he works in football, so their schedule is even worse than what mine's is, because he's actually part of the coaching staff. They get less time off yeah. than the players. But no, the transition was so easy, to be honest, like the SFA and all the coaching staff, the girls made it super, super easy. So yeah. I was able to take a nanny with me, which is basically like one of my aunties, who's like my mum's best mate oh my goodness that's cool yeah yeah really really good so yeah. she was able to come with us and it just meant that I was able to basically train and not really have to worry about what Ennis mm. was getting up to because she was there the whole time with me which was was brilliant and to be honest it was almost when I look back it's almost mm. easier when I go to the national team because you're not having to think about like what you're going to make for dinner you did not have oh, to yeah, do the, the dishes yeah, decreased. so you almost mm-hmm. feel like you're on like a bit of holiday. I'm not having to travel to my work every single day. I was able to yeah. spend more time with Anna because I'm not having to travel and put her yeah, into yeah. childcare and stuff. So like no, it was super enjoyable. Like I loved every minute of being, of being there. So we're just actually, I'm waiting hopefully for like another call up in the next week or so just because we've yeah. got other our games coming up in October, but no the transition was easier than i ever could imagine and everybody's just do you know what i think it's really nice yeah. for the girls in that as well we've never really had a baby on camp and like for them mm-hmm. it's just like some days when you're in hotel rooms for 10 days straight it could be very yeah. like yeah. monotonous it, or
1: yeah exactly Sorry, so
0: picking a word yeah mm-hmm. no it literally is like there's mm-hmm. only so much stuff that you could do and obviously having an NSA yeah. like everybody just like smiles and loves like having oh. a baby on camp so yeah it's, it's been it's been really good
1: yeah I mean that's I mean such a good setup it seemed like it worked really well and yeah because you know it's not like you've got the freedom or the girls in the team as a team as a whole to go out and do stuff because you're training right so you've got to be like in bed early and rested and well fed and all the things for your training right and then Mm -hmm. so actually having a a little cutie around to just break (laughs) break the day and it's amazing that you found somebody who you trusted to help you with Innis, right I mean that's that's great yeah I think well
0: I would have been I'd obviously asked my mum if she wanted to come but Mm. again like she's like I can't afford to take like 10 days off her work for her to come and like be my nanny and obviously Ivan was like the same he would never get that time off everybody else in my family and Ivan's family they're all working full time whereas um Nicola she's fortunate enough that her man works offshore brings in loads of cash so like she just (laughs) kind of yeah she's just like at home all the time so she'd offered and I was like she'd loved it right yeah like that's yeah, and she she had a great time and stuff as well. So not really worked well for everybody.
1: But it's so interesting because even if like,
0: you know, you don't have
1: that personal connection who's available and what have you to do it. Like if there are other women in similar situations going forward, just knowing there's a model. I mean, yeah, it costs, right? Or it might cost quite a bit if it's an mm-hmm. unknown person, it's a you know, professional link up. But, you know, that way it facilitates You being part of the team that works for you, works for the baby, works for the team as well. Um, Yeah. And yeah, because there's all those things, those, you know, now you're not doing the kind of qualifying camp and you're back in your regular kind of training routine and you've mm-hmm. still got to factor in like getting places for away games and all the kind of logistics of what you do around yeah training as well haven't you it's a lot it is a lot mm.
0: yeah they, that's probably the hardest bit like especially when mm. say like last weekend we played man united away like mm. uh we had to so be like i had to get friends to watch in us during the day On the Friday when I went to training, because then we travelled up to Manchester, because we didn't put her in. uh, Usually I'm off a Friday, so we don't have childcare at the nursery on on a Friday. Yep. Then who they actually play football? They had a game that night, so they must have been shattered after having an incredible day. Yeah, yeah. Then I went and picked her up on Friday like late afternoon then he had yeah. to get his friend to come and stay on Friday night because he was then working on Saturday
1: oh my goodness the logistics <laughs>
0: and like yeah then I didn't get home until nine o'clock on the Saturday night after we played the game so yeah I think that's a, that's probably one of the hardest sides, Yeah, actually Those just weekends. like making sure that you've got mm. you have to like meal prep and put everything in place mm. to make sure that she's right like she's the football comes like second like even a couple of the times mm. when when I was away with the national team actually, I never trained the day before we played Faroe Islands when we were there because we had had such a long travel day and then i said just not been that great on the plane. She'd had like caught a little bug or whatever. And I just assessed yeah. the coach like I just didn't feel comfortable going to train and when she's just really all over the place. And he was totally fine with that. Um, yeah, yeah. he didn't have any issues like whatsoever. But yeah, you just have to kinda of work you work around your baby now, that's it. Yeah.
1: Cheese, your motivation is what you said. I think on something I can't remember. Yeah, that. Yeah, like, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I loved that. That was really sweet. When it comes to like women athletes and stuff, that to know have to feel like, especially in sport anyway. Mm. but you have to be and I know like a lot of the time it comes down to like personal circumstances and that whether you could financially afford to have a family or Mm. I mean even for us like I'd always say to Ivan we need to wait till we buy a house because I never wanted to live in a flat Mm. when I had kids but yeah like I just think it's so doable like I never have to feel like it has to be like one or the other because it doesn't have to be the case Um, and I think that's just like a massive thing because I think because when there's never been any support put in place before you always feel like well you didn't actually have a choice but it's like now that you do and just to know it is possible and it's it actually makes football for me anyway it's become so much more enjoyable again like it doesn't feel like my job I feel like before I had this it felt like I was kind of stuck in a dead end job a little bit and like the routine I train and keep just the same stuff all the time whereas like now it just feels like the pressures are be a bit more at home, making sure that Innocence yeah. fine and stuff. And I mean, I'm on the pitch, like, I almost feel just like I'm that young girl again. It's just playing Amazing. football for the pure love of football. So oh, I'm not saying goodness. that that would obviously be the case yeah. for everybody, but I feel like that's definitely, it's been like a really, like almost like a new leafy life for me. And yeah, like it's just, it's difficult, but it's doable. Like I think that's just yeah. the message that I'd like to send to people, I guess
1: no it's a really good message to end on like that difficult but doable and just sounding like you know you get you know there's a lot of logistics for you a lot of physical mm-hmm. stuff to sort out but like having the support system around you to make it work and people being aware of what you're going through and talking about it is, is yeah part of that isn't it so that's amazing emma uh, thank you so much um i really oh, loved learning more about it because as i say it's it's not a, a space i've been in or known um you know my daughter's playing uh, football in the girls united um after school things now so she's kind of getting into it and enjoying that so we'll see see what happens uh with her um oh that's class yeah yeah no it's really good it's good um well thank you emma um really appreciate you taking the time super thanks very much for having me thank you listeners for tuning in I hope you've discovered something professionally around athletes and footballers specifically that you maybe didn't know before so I hope it's been of interest to you and if you have enjoyed the episode please do uh, share it on your social media or let your friends know and if you can rate and review that's even better and subscribe for future episodes um, because we try and cover quite a lot of women from different walks of life and careers so hopefully there's something interesting um in the listening experience for you here's to Innes as well having a nap at a good time <laughs> I know later. she's a good in. All right then take care listeners and yeah, um, take care I'll speak to you later ta-da, bye, a, bye bye
0: bye